0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
2: It's time, it's time, time Time to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast,
3: part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al Sacco, no Zane or Brian with us today, but I am excited to open the show with our guest who played seven seasons as an offensive lineman in the NFL, including time, as a starter with the Cowboys and Bills. After his playing career, he dove into the media landscape with stints at SI.com, ESPN, before launching the R Team Media, which hosts a number of football podcasts. He broadcasts games. There isn't much this guy doesn't do. He's everywhere right now. He is Ross Tucker. Ross, thanks for the time today.
2: Of course, Al. My pleasure. And t- that was a long-winded way of saying I'm trying to avoid a real job. As, as long as I possibly can. You know what? So far, it's going pretty well. You know, it's funny, Al. My dad is 5'9", a buck 65. And so, never did I think I'd be an NFL offensive lineman for seven years. But if you ask my buddies growing up, nobody likes football more than me. And nobody likes talking more than me. So, th- they are convinced. Convinced that God made me good enough at football so I could have all these media gigs and all these podcasts that I do because that's kind of what I always wanted to do. I mean, I didn't really – I think maybe till I was in sixth grade I thought I played, wanted to play in the NFL, but then I like looked at my dad and I was a late bloomer. I thought, well, that's not going to happen. I wanted to write for Sports Illustrated or be a broadcaster for ESPN or something. And It's kind of cool, man. I kind of feel like I've had two dreams come true. And it's funny because, you know, I listened to your show and, and
3: I'm, you know, I grew up in New York. i familiar with you from the bills and everything like that. So it's interesting when I was researching you though, when, when I knew we were going to have you on, I was like, wow, it's almost like his NFL career was the stepping stone to just like you just said, just like even more. So you get to play in the league and now here you are, you get to talk about what you love. You have the show, you get to broadcast games, you just have all this stuff going on and you're a big beer guy. And so am I. So I follow you on Twitter. And I love that you do the show me your beer thing. And I, I'm into craft beer. I'll sit, like I said, I'm a New York guy. I'll, I'll drink bat Blues with you, Ross. I, I love it. I love it all. What are some of your go-to beers or breweries?
2: Well, first of all, great question. And uh, that show me your beer thing has really taken off. I I don't know why I did the first time. I was just having a nice beer and I took a picture of it. And I just said, hashtag show me your beer. and the amount of guys and gals that reply with the beer that they're drinking when I post that on a Friday night or a Saturday night—it's uh, pretty awesome. It's really awesome. In fact, I, you know, I've been able to get really good engagement from it and work a couple deals uh, with different with different breweries as a result, including Labatt Blue um, and Vitamin C Brewing up in Weymouth, Mass., which is a big, uh, big favorite of mine. I don't know what it is, Al. By the way, just a note, okay? I have not been in Santa Clara for a Niners game since the NFC Championship where they beat the Packers. So it's been a while, so this might have changed. But the two things, Al, that are really important to me are beer and press box food. Food in general, but in particular, press box food. Now, it was the NFC Championship game. Where the Niners, Raheem Moser, just ran over the Packers. I mean, bad. Real bad. And um, I just remember the press box food beforehand was delicious. And then I was flying on a red eye back to the East Coast that night. And after the game, I think it was Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner are doing the post-game show, but I already did my interviews. So I'm done. I'm just up in the... The press box, waiting for those guys to finish up, because we were all taking a car to SFO. The Niners have anchor steam in in their press box after games. Al, you probably know this, but like that's rare for NFL teams to have beer. So I had a few. Uh, I may have brought a few more with me for the trek in the car. Not driving, but the trek in the car. To SFO just to kind of ensure that I could sleep on the red eye. <laughs> and uh and I, I, I like the Anchor's team. That was good. I will say this. Um last year I had a fan or a listener or whatever make a trip up the treehouse uh brewing. Yes, sir. um outside of Worcester Mass. Yep. That that stuff, especially Julius, Fantastic. It is just Delicious, man. I mean, it is so good. To the point, and I have this picture out, to the point where after we picked up our daughters from camp at New Hampshire, I drove back right through Treehouse, and I got like five cases, and it lasted me all through the football season. It was tremendous, just tremendous. It's It's phenomenal. So I'm going to
3: put another brewery in your head. So I love Treehouse, too, and again, I'm an East Coast guy. There's a brewery in Albany it's fairly new Albany New York called fidens just as good as Treehouse if not better so if you could ever kind of get your hands on that they're local f i d e n s um so that's they're they're just as good as Treehouse and they're just maybe a couple of years they've been out and around here there's lines like across the street like they sell out really quickly um so yeah outside of Albany New York it's it's a big brewery so definitely check that out if you can Good to know okay cool. All right, Ross. So you recently ranked the NFL's head coaches and and you ranked Kyle Shanahan sixth with only Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton and Nick Sirianni Sirianni ahead of him. I actually thought that was pretty fair. I'd kind of put Shanahan in the six to eight range if you asked me, I think. What is it about Shanahan that makes you think he's become an upper echelon coach in the league?
2: Well, so what is it? Three out of the last five or six years? they've gotten the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy as their quarterback. You know, if you look at conference championship games and the appearances and the teams that make it there, they almost always have elite quarterbacks. So for him to get there, three out of four NFC Championship games, yeah, to be able to do that with guys that are not elite quarterbacks, they're not even top 10 quarterbacks, they might not even be top half of the league quarterbacks, is extremely impressive, right? Like the Bills fans, and listen, that was my favorite team I played for. They're all mad at me because I have Sean McDermott at 22. I think Sean McDermott's a good coach. That was actually one of the things I learned from the exercise of ranking coaches is there's a lot of good ones. I mean, 23 was... Stefanski, 24, was Frank Reich, 25, Salah. I actually think those guys are pretty good. Like, if they were the coach of my team, I'd feel feel pretty good about it. But, you know, McDermott has had Josh Allen for five years starting at quarterback, who's a top-five quarterback. They've made one conference championship game and zero Super Bowls, right? I mean, Mahomes is six for six going to conference championship games. Mm -hmm. Burrow is basically two for two. When he's been healthy, he got hurt his rookie year. Even Jalen Hurts in his second year as a starter went to one last year. I, I think that's a knock on McDermott that he hasn't been able to get the Bills to more at least conference championship games, let alone Super Bowl. And I think it's a huge feather in the cap of Kyle Shanahan. You know, I th- I know the knocks on Kyle in terms of, you know, a couple of Super Bowl fourth quarter collapses. I also know they've had their share of losing seasons in San Francisco, but three out of four NFC Championship games with the guys he's done at a quarterback is extremely impressive to me.
3: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.
0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And
3: I got to go to the quarterbacks next because it feels like you can't talk about the 49ers without some kind of QB drama, especially lately. And this offseason has been no no different because you have Purdy's Health. You have Sam, the Sam Darnold signing, and just the way everything with the Trey Lance situation has played out. What's your take on the San Francisco QB situation, and, and how do you see it playing out?
2: So, I have a question about that first, because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like maybe I'm missing something. So, a year ago, they basically didn't have Jimmy show up for anything, right? Because right. Trey Lance was the guy, right? Yeah. And and then they couldn't get what they wanted for Jimmy or whatever, but then Trey Lance gets hurt. It was the opener, right? Second game, first quarter, second game. Yeah. What happened between then and now that it feels out like they really don't like Trey Lance? When they talk about Purdy, it's just glowing. Whether it's Kyle or John Lynch, and I know both those guys. I like both those guys. Even the Darnold, they're like, they love talking about how great Darnold is. And I see the reports from like Barrows or Mayoko saying might be the best thrower of the football the Niners have ever had, which is hilarious, by the way. Like, absolutely <laughs> comical to me. Um, and then like, they get asked about Trey Lance and they're basically like, yeah, he's here too. Like, what, what happened between him getting hurt that second game and now that they went from. We're moving on from Jimmy, Trey's the guy, to it's pretty clear they don't like Trey, and they'd like to move on from him and get and trade him if they could. This is what
3: I think. So if you go back to that 2000 and what was it, 21 offseason, Matthew Stafford's available, and the Niners are interested. He goes, to, he goes to the Rams. Then they have a package that they're willing to put together for Deshaun Watson, but he has his legal issues. And then after that happens, they make the trade with Miami. So I kind of feel like... They had that package ready for Watson, and when that fell through, they panicked and they traded up because they were so worried about their window and Jimmy's injuries. That's kind of where I think where they were. So they panic, and they bring in this guy who's one of the greenest quarterbacks we've ever seen come into the league, right? Barely played. They put him into the team. And then I still
2: don't even think that's who they want. want. I still think think Kyle wanted Mac Jones. And, And he may have been talked into Lance.
3: So Lance comes in, and then he's clearly not ready. He hurts his finger. Jimmy comes in, gets hurt again. He he played through the NFC Championship game, but he played injured. And then they fall short again, probably because of the quarterback position, because they weren't scoring. So then the next year they say, okay, we're going to go with Lance. But Jimmy's still kind of hanging there. It was a really weird situation, thankfully, because Lance gets hurt. Now, I think fast forward, what happened was they're ready to win now. And I think their window is only another year or two with the core. You know George Kittle, Trent Williams; these guys aren't going to play for three, four, five more years, probably at this level. So they saw what Purdy can do, and they were kind of like, "Oh shit, we can win now with this guy." So now they're ready. Okay, we're ready to win now. They don't want to live with the bumps and bruises with Trey Lance and hope he develops. I just think that they're ready to say, "Okay, we need to to capitalize on this window." It's hard, you know this. You played in the league. It's it's very difficult to do to get to an NFC Championship at all, let alone three out of four. To get there, four out of five years. With the guy who's still developing, they may just feel like we got to go with the guy who's ready to get us there now. That's that's what I feel like. And Trey, whether it's fair or not, is now on the outside looking in because he's not in a spot where he's going to be able to develop.
2: Yeah, I guess I feel like um, it made all the sense in the world to me with Purdy having this injury to kind of have those two guys battle it out um, when and and if you know if Trey Lance has to start the season and plays well, maybe leave him in there if Purdy can play, have Trey as the backup. I understand getting Darnold because both those other guys were coming off of injuries, but it's been uh, how glowingly they've spoken of Darnold Mm -hmm. and the exact opposite of uh, how they talked about Lance. It's been stunning to me about that. Because even if you want to trade the guy, which I think they do, you'd still think they'd at least say something positive about it. They they won't even do it. And Ross, they they went after Darnold like
3: they want a free agency. So he was a, you know, he was a priority for them. And not that he was going to start for anybody, but I would think teams would want him as a backup. So for him to come into this situation, who knows what was said? It's crazy. And that's maybe the one knock on Kyle Shanahan from 49ers fans is like, what is he doing with this quarterback situation? He kind of doesn't know what he wants. And it's like the guy jumping around to the different girlfriends. It it just kind of feels weird. And that could be the one thing that really upends this phenomenal roster. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but it's been crazy. So. I did want to ask you before before we got to let you go, the the running back position in the NFL is at a point where there just doesn't seem to be a lot of value at the position in terms of teams wanting to commit dollars and things like that. And I I think mainly because teams may feel like they can get similar production in in different places or from cheaper guys. When a guy's ready for a new contract, they can just get a a younger guy. But there are some exceptions. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, is one of them. And the 49ers went to number one overall in DVOA. An EPA per play after McCaffrey was sorted into their lineup. Do you think the league will adjust to Kyle's offense with McCaffrey this year, or is he just such such a phenomenal weapon for them that they're going to continue to dominate with him?
2: Well, I think Kyle Shanahan's the best. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are the best offensive play caller, play designers in the league. Um, and I had to go through the list. You know, I'm just sitting here in my house, but. Off the top of my head, I think it might be by a decent margin. Extremely impressed by those two guys always. I think the, I don't think that they will adjust. I think that there's more there for Kyle to use McCaffrey. And I think that the pendulum, Al, has swung a little bit too far in the wrong direction when it comes to running backs. I understand, I've seen the numbers, I've seen the running backs don't matter. You know, which I always kind of laugh about, right? Like, when they say running backs don't matter, I'm like, okay, why don't they put Al Sacco at running back then to the league minimum? <laughs> I wouldn't mean like pretty. Like, they're not going to do that, right? So they do matter, right? And I don't know. There's enough teams out there, whether it's the Niners. Like, everybody watching this or listening is a Niners fan. You cannot have watched that team play after they got McCaffrey last year and told me he didn't make a difference in the outcome of, of games, wins and losses. I mean – I was on the sideline for the NFC Championship game. That touchdown run he had against the Eagles, I mean, obviously they ended up losing and the quarterbacks got injured. That was one of the sickest runs, Al, I've ever seen in my life. Like, we don't talk about that McCaffrey NFC Championship run. Nearly enough. If the Niners won that game, we would be talking about that run forever. That was incredible. And, you know, like I I, I do a lot of Brown stuff. You're going to tell me Nick Chubb doesn't make a difference in the the outcome of games. Like I think it's swung a little too far to the point where there's going to be a team and maybe the Niners last year were that team that capitalizes and actually gets value in a running back for, you know, a trade or the dollars that they're giving them. I think McCaffrey is as good of an example as any.
3: Ross, I could sit here all day and talk to you. So many questions, right? I I know you got to go. I appreciate the time. You are always welcome on the show. Thank you so much.
2: Out two things. Number one, it's my pleasure, and we have plenty of time before training camp or before the season starts, so just reach out to try to get me on again. I'd love to do it. And number two, for those of you that are interested in other podcasts, I got a betting podcast, which is really popular, the Even Money podcast. If you like fantasy football, I have the Fantasy Feast podcast. Obviously, I do the Ross Tucker football podcast daily which a lot of people enjoy. They're all 25 minutes or less too, by the way. So it won't occupy too much of your time. I know you got to watch or listen to no huddle first for your Niners talk, but if you have a little bit of time left over, check out one of my other shows. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Al.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: All right. Thanks so much again to Ross Tucker. That was awesome. He's a fun guy. You have to check out his show, especially his daily show. It, it's great. He's really passionate about the game. He's passionate about food and beer. I'm an Italian guy. I'm, a, I'm passionate about all those things, too. So he, he's he's phenomenal. All right. Really quick. I wanted to hit on a couple things, just just a couple newsy type things that came out with the Niners and then, then maybe one or two other things. But there's nothing going on right now. So everything that dominates the news cycle for San Francisco is with the quarterback. So some people may be sick of it, but it is what's going on right now. And Albert Breer was on Colin Coward, and he said a couple things that that have kind of been all over Twitter. And it's just sort of the thing that Ross was just talking about, where what's coming out about Trey Lance just isn't positive, and it's coming from somewhere. So the fact that all this stuff is getting put out there, there's just not, it doesn't seem like there's confidence or, or any kind of momentum around him, which I just think it's sad, again, because I know the team has seen him in practices. We really haven't seen him on the field, and we talked about it. He's one of the greenest prospects to ever come out of college, ever. So to kind of make, I don't know, these statements on him at this point seems a little crazy to me. But Breer said, I think if Brock Purdy weren't able to take the first nap of training camp, and that's certainly a possibility, although he's on track to play in week one, but they're still building the strength in his arm back up. Then he said, I think Sam Darnold might take the first snap of training camp. Now, it doesn't mean Trey Lance can't come back and work his way forward, but I think that they feel like they've already given this guy a lot of chances. A lot of chances? He's played four games. A lot lot of chances? In one of the games, his finger was hurt. Another one was in a monsoon. There's no way, there's no way he's had enough game time chances. And I understand he may not get them with a team that's ready ready to win now. But to say that he's had chances, I, I just thought I thought it was absurd. I thought it was absolutely absurd. So the Niners are ready. We've we've said it. The Niners are ready to win now. And he did make one good point where he said that you're not talking about developing the best quarterback for the playoffs. You're talking about a guy who can keep you afloat for a month, right? Right. That would probably be Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, even though Lance has a higher ceiling. So that at least makes sense to me in that if the Niners feel like, okay, Purdy's not going to be ready till October, it doesn't look that way, but let's say for argument's sake, it's going to be four games without him. Who just is, is, is not going to mess up? Even though Sam Darnold is a turnover machine, but that's another story. Who, who, is, who is not going to mess up? Who's going to come in and just kind of run the offense and not make the back-breaking turnover? Are they going to feel... It's Darnold. And if you watch the way Kyle Shanahan used Trey Lance, that told you everything you needed to know. He didn't want him to throw. He had him running. He had him running QB powers and, and sweeps and everything else, or whatever, off tackle, I should say. He didn't seem like he had any faith in him to throw. So that should tell you everything you need to know right there. So regardless of what they saw in practice or in the offseason, I don't know. It just, it just looks like the writing's on the wall here, and these reports are going to continue to come out. And we have to continue to talk about it, I guess, because it's news. But I personally, you guys, I cannot wait for training camp. And I feel like I say this every offseason that, like, I just want this offseason to end. And I want training camp to get here because I'm so sick of, like, the QB drama and on the hamster wheel of the QB and everything like that. Y'all are listening to this podcast and you root for a team that is you hope is going to win a Super Bowl this year or next year. How can you do that with questions at the quarterback position? How? How do you do it? And this is a team like we've never seen before. Ross just said, usually the teams that go to three out of four NFC championship games or championship games, I should say, they have an elite QB. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Burrow has gotten there the past couple of years. Even if you go back to those Andy Reid Eagles teams, Donovan McNabb was, was an elite QB at that point. If you look at the quarterbacks in the league back in the early 2000s, McNabb was probably top five. There were not a lot of great quarterbacks playing in the early 2000s. You had M- Manning and Brady, who were young. And, and probably I know Brady was winning Super Bowls, but he was, certainly wasn't at his peak yet. Manning wasn't at his peak. Kurt Warner, I don't even know if he was starting at that point. Brett Favre was kind of in, in a weird spot. There weren't great quarterbacks. McNabb was one of the best. So they had elite QBs. For Kyle Shanahan to do what he's done, It's it's incredibly impressive, but also incredibly frustrating because you have this roster that is absolutely loaded and ready to win now and we just keep talking is is jimmy good enough is trey ready is purdy healthy and meanwhile you have this talent everywhere and you just want to tear your hair out like we're ready to win we're ready to win this championship like let's just get a quarterback in there who's who can make it work and and we we hope purdy can do that Saw a quote today with jeremy fowler and, and i thought i thought this hit the nail on the head we've kind of said this on the show before Jeremy Fowler said, I'm going to keep going back to this. The most important catalyst in San Francisco is Kyle Shanahan, right? It's really his baby for the most for the most part. And just from what I heard when I asked about Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, it's just that Brock is in tune with Kyle. He does what Kyle wants. He runs the offense he wants. I think that it just absolutely hits the nail on the head. Kyle, for better or for worse, wants an extension of Kyle out on that field. He wants a quarterback who's going to go in and say, this is the play. This is where the ball goes. And if the play blows up or or, or there's a rush, that, that quarterback ha- has some escapability. He doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson, just that he has that escapability. And you saw that with Purdy, where he ran the offense very well. Sure, he's a rookie and he missed throws and everything like that. But for the most part, I think I think the ball went where Kyle wanted it to. And he showed that escapability. He's not a crazy scambler, but, scrambler, but he's got that fast twitch. And he's able to get out of trouble. We've seen him make plays, the throw to Kittle, right Um, in the divisional round. Where we've seen him make plays where where it's off the cuff and he's got to move around, and he's able to make the throw. The throw that I always point to, where I was like, yeah, these two are on the same wavelength. And I I don't even remember the game. I'm sorry. I want to say it might might have been in Seattle in the playoffs, but don't quote me. Anyway, Debo is going across the field and he's he's wide open, wide open, and Purdy throws. Post the end zone that Brandon Ayuk was running, and Brandon Ayuk broke off his route. So it looked like where the hell are you throwing the ball? But Ayuk broke off the route, and they panned to Purdy with the camera, and Purdy's like, "Why didn't you go? Why didn't you finish the post?" And then they panned to Kyle on the sideline, and he makes a motion with his hand, like, "Why didn't you finish the post?" So even though Debo streaking wide open, it was clear that both Purdy and Kyle wanted the ball to go to Brandon Ayuk. Clear know, I think that that's just it. I, that's the extension Kyle wants out there, and that's why he loves Brock Purdy so much. We all, we've all we talked at nausea of what Brock Purdy did, scoring points, how great he was, how clutch he was. I talked about him even in the Cowboys game, where you could say in the divisional game, he had, did he struggle a little bit? He was going against one of the best defenses in the league. And I, I make the analogy where it's like a starting pitcher who maybe doesn't have his best stuff, but he just has to get out that's what Purdy did he just he made throws when he had to he made some clutch throws at the end he makes the uh, you know off off the cuff throw to George Kittle he did all those things so he proved that 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 he can be a, a clutch player so that's that's where I think all the stuff I think Kyle sees in him now moving forward we'll see does the league catch up is he healthy because Brock Purdy in a lot of ways may be the most important quarterback in the league this year because he is piloting maybe the best roster in the league, a roster that's ready to win now, a roster that has committed big money to the left tackle position, to the receiver position, to the linebacker position, to the defensive tackle position, that's about to give a record contract to Nick Bosa. They have built this just phenomenal roster, and they just need Purdy to do what he did last year. Because if he was healthy, the way that the defense played against Philadelphia – Jalen Hurts did not. Jalen Hurts was phenomenal in the Super Bowl. He had about 120 yards passing in the NFC Championship. Niners might have won that game if Hurts was healthy. And then, you know, against Kansas City, you take your chances. But if he can do what he did last year, this team is ready for the Super Bowl. But if he can't, if he's if there's a regression, what happens? So, the Niners are really taking really taking a chance with the quarterback room going into it with this roster. I am confident. I'm a big, I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. I'm a big guy in terms of Trey Lance, what he can do. Sam Darnold. People can tell me he's a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan all they want to. I got to see it, man. Got to see it. He turns the ball over. Some dudes just turned the ball over. And I think Sam Darnold is one of those guys. So I have to see it. Hopefully we don't have to see it. Hopefully we have a quarterback play every single game for the first time since 2019. And before that, since 2014 with Colin Kaepernick, hopefully we finally have a quarterback that can do that, that can stay on the field and, and play the whole season and, and get you deep into the playoffs. And you don't have to worry about going through three or four guys. I mean, it's ridiculous. I see these talk shows every time I'm good morning football today and they were like, yeah, well, they may need all four guys. You know, they want to keep all four guys. That's ridiculous. You're not talking about that with the bills or the Chiefs for Cincinnati. Yeah. C- Cincinnati better pick up three more quarterbacks and, and nobody's saying that stuff. So to say it with the Niners, it's just, uh, it, it's frustrating. So I'm ready for it to be over. I'm, I'm ready for this team to have a quarterback on the field for the whole season. And let's see what we can do. Let's see what, let's see what the peak is for this roster. Cause it, cause it's absolutely loaded. So it's going to be exciting you guys. All right. So I want to take Ross Tucker. Thank Ross Tucker again. It was an awesome interview. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, subscribe to the show. If you haven't give us a rating, if you haven't a good rating, like the show, I appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon.
2: Three. One, two, three. <laughs> 2400
0: sports is an odyssey company.